All right. I figure I gotta impress you guys. So I'm taking my best shot. A lot of people don't like the way I am. They always tell me I gotta clean up my act. But sometimes things are the way they are for a reason. And if you go making changes that shouldn't be made, you could end up with a whole mess of trouble. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story The Tale of the Dead Man's Float. You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter Death's waiting room, if you dare. And welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. And I'm Kevin. And we're back after a sabbatical. You know, we've been gone for, I don't know, what, a year and a half feels like? It's been forever. Yeah, I consider it my summer break. <laughs> um, I went out in the woods for a few weeks, and it feels good to be back, though. Just out in the woods, no camping gear, just a knife and like a single bootstrap, and you just found your way back, right? Is that what happened? Like Ted Nugent yeah. being dropped off in the wilds of Michigan? Yeah, I was going to say, just like uh, uh, Charles Bronson hunting down the white buffalo. <laughs> it's just me in the wilderness. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, I hope you guys, uh, you know, I hope you hope you uh, managed to, to survive without us for like, it's been like a month. I feel it's weird. Right? I feel like, you know, we just did so much and then we just we disappeared for a minute. So I hope you guys didn't miss us too much. I hope in the meantime, you checked out the Patreon. There's like nine hours of content there that maybe you've not checked out. So if you wanted to hear our voices in the meantime, there was plenty of ways to have us say things inaccurately and to your brain while we were actually not here saying new things that are inaccurate to your ears. Yeah. And uh, hopefully you guys checked out the Manitou because we give you we gave you uh, plenty of time to go check out that ridiculous movie and uh we kind of just wanted to let you guys linger on that review because that it's a weird one yeah uh and i i'm so happy that we got to it because it's something that you have talked about for a while and it's just one of those things that like i i knew i was going to get to it but all the better to know that i have the opportunity to discuss it with you and share the whatever that was with everybody else so that was a lot of fun yes definitely so this week, uh, we're returning to uh, some lighter fare that we've covered in the past that people seem to enjoy. Uh, so, Paul, why don't you tell people, oh, our listeners oh, uh, what well, we're doing? I'm here. sure if they didn't figure out from the intro where you had Stig, the grungy <laughs> boy of the 90s. Uh, yeah, you know, Eddie, being a complete puke. Yeah, uh, f- fat Eddie Vedder Jr. There uh, that was brought into the group to try out. We're <laughs> we're we're going back to some Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, two reasons, actually three reasons. One, you know we we covered a lot of stuff recently and figured you know before we get back in the swing of things, it's something maybe a little lighter, you know. So we did that too. Um, it, it, Kevin was right. Like when we covered the was it the tale of Station One Hundred Nine Point One, people seemed to like that a great deal, uh, much to my chagrin. And um, I, I, here's a secret third reason. I still have the Blu-ray of all the entire series. So this is going to get watched one way or another. I need to make sure that my money was spent. So that's secret reason. And also here, because when we've talked about doing Are You Afraid of the Dark, you kept mentioning a couple episodes in particular, and they stuck in your head as a kid. And I figured it'd be fun to kind of revisit like the things that scare you as a kid. And now that you've grown up, how do you feel about it? So, cause I know there's things that I'm bothered by as a kid that I watch now as an adult. I'm like, that doesn't scare me now, but there's still that instinctual fear of a kid of being like, I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about last time we covered, uh, are you afraid of the dark? Just the intro kind of freaks me out. Cause it brings back those memories. 
the show definitely doesn't work on that level anymore. But <laughs> this one was one that uh, I just I, I always remembered growing up. I, I, we'll talk about the creature design and everything. It just stuck with me. Um, so that episode is the tale of dead man's float, which yeah, I don't think you said yet. <laughs> I did not. Uh, but, but a Stig introduced it when his, uh, his unwashed masses introduced it at the beginning of the show. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a season five, episode one, <clears throat> the tale of the dead man's float. Uh, I also want to mention that the, the, the season you mentioned two episodes that bothered you and also the episode, the tale of station one Oh nine point one are all season five. So I have a feeling I know what young Kevin was watching at the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I think this is the season that I remember tuning in and actually watching it live because the rest of them I saw just in reruns. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm I'm assuming the fact that I remember these so vividly, it was because I was actually watching them as they were airing at this point. And this was actually the last like season uh, that I think was on SNCC. Uh, and then they did two more, like the revival. So... Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, all right, let's just get into this. Uh, this this was, the, I believe it's mentioned, this is the, the first episode of season five. Air date, because this will just be fun, because I talked about this previously uh, with the one we had done previously. Uh, October 7th, 1995, three days shy of my birthday then. I think I would have been a sophomore or junior in high school. You know, definitely not watching Are You Afraid of Dark, because that's too old for that stuff. I, I don't know what I was doing. Probably just playing Mega Man and not talking to girls. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just can, building uh, building little model volcanoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, definitely. It's just, uh, you know, in my room, like still playing with Legos and Transformers because whatever, that's what I did. I did uh, probably reading the Bible, too, because, you know, it's just, you know, it's I, I, I really, really thought that was going to be a thing back then was that's what I was going to do. I was completely wrong about that. All right. So number one song, uh, Fantasy by, Mar- by Mariah Carey. Um, number one film that uh, at this time is seven. So think about that. Like that's. Not to not to get dragged this out too long, but I th- that's a movie that doesn't feel like that's aged in the sense of like its impact, and it is you yeah. know over what twenty years old now. Uh, yeah, I mean you look at that and then compare it to this, and it's just <laughs> like wow, something's something's well, aged poorly. Well, no, even compare compare seven to the first Saw film, which I I argue is a seven with like like just badly handled, you know, like well, yeah. like. And I think seven still hold like the, the early use of cell phones, whatever, but they were doing that in the first couple of episodes of the X-Files. So there was some technology things there that like story-wise would still kind of be going on now that you'd have to think about, but seven still a really good movie. I saw this in the theater and I remember not knowing what it was uh, because I thought it was just kind of like a, like a, a drama and I hate the term thriller, but I thought it was more of like a darker crime film, which it is, but it is more than that. And yeah. Like it, it messed me up. <laughs> like then, yeah. So same, same week as this episode came out, you're right. A little, little different, but I, I remember going to the theater, seeing seven and not feeling quite the same about life as soon as I walked out. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt about this episode when I saw it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you, you believe that the, the world is still worth fighting for. No, you believe the world's a good place and the world's still w- worth fighting for. And you believe in the first part or whatever that quote was from uh, Morgan Freeman. That did the yeah. seven. Anyway, I messed that up. News of the day of October 7th, 1995. Cheers actor Ted Danson uh, weds Academy Award winning actress Mary Steenburgen. So that's your big news of the day. Oh, congratulations to uh, Ted Danson. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, whatever. Anyway, so all right, let's just get in the cast and crew. All right. This episode was directed by DJ McHale, who was the show creator. And he directed 20 episodes and wrote three of them, which we previously talked about him on the last uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark episode mm-hmm. we did. Um, the episode was written by Will Dixon, who did one episode of the 1990s Outer Limits reboot. This was his only Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, but he did direct three episodes. And I was looking um, at his so. other TV credits and a lot of it's stuff I don't know. So it feels like it was a lot of failed Canadian TV shows. Yeah, like, well, one in particular that I'm interested in is a Canadian anthology show called Night Visions from 2001 hmm. that was on Fox. I saw uh, the, I saw and, the name, but I didn't know what a, I didn't click on it further. Yeah, Henry Rollins is apparently the host, like the narrator. Let's do it. That that sounds like that would yeah. be, you know, <laughs> like, that, yes. I I need to hunt down one of those episodes. Um yeah, there there is a quote from 
Henry Rollins, where he's like, I guess I'm kind of the Rod Serling of the show, and that's pretty awesome. <laughs> What's his quote? It's just him introducing old reruns of Werewolf. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it sounds interesting. I, I clicked on a few of the episodes, and there were some decent uh, decent names in there. So it might be something worth hunting down. I, Maybe yeah. everyone knows about the show, and we're the only ones that don't. I just, now that you mentioned it, now, you mentioned it. I the, there's flashes in my head at this time because like the, this was when Fox was probably is probably think something happened Friday night because that at the time they're trying to find something to partner up with the X Files on Friday nights because believe it or not Friday nights were actually still a good TV night, yeah. um, and so the X Files had a number of different shows that were attached like after. And um, that might have been one of them. The other one that I recall fondly because people talk about it still is the Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. was another one that was kept trying to be like they kept trying to put them together. I don't know why, but they tried. So it doesn't surprise me that because I just I do remember seeing Henry Rollins in like that kind of role. I just nothing else. I got nothing. Yeah. So some of the directors on the show, um, we have Brian Dennehy, Bill Pullman, Joe Dante. Um, Joe Dante again, I think I saw Toby Hooper did a few episodes. Um, yeah, so there's, there's some big names in there. It's, it's kind of interesting. Lou Diamond Phillips in the episode dead air. <laughs> it's, it, that's just a grown up take on the tale of a uh, station 109.1. We're going to find out that's what that yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie Ellis. Oh, um, with okay. Brian Dennehy in one episode, Luke Perry, um, Sherilyn Fenn from Twin Peaks is in one. Randy Quaid, like there's Natasha Leone, Bridget Fonda, like oh, there's wow. a lot of big names in this show. Let's let's see if we can find it then. That would be it would be really interesting. I'm sure that something like that, much like this show, uh, you can, it's pro- the whole thing's probably on like Vimeo or Daily Motion. I'm sure, but we could probably find probably. it. Yeah. Oh, uh, we got uh, Jerry O'Connell in an episode with Catherine Isabel. It's probably just a backdoor pile at the sliders. That's probably what it was. That's just this it. is ridiculous. <laughs> Michael Rappaport, Timothy Oliphant. That's some. Uh, you're right. There's some Pam, big names. Pam wow. Greer. What? Right. Uh, Miguel Ferrer with Malcolm McDowell in an episode. Man, we gotta we gotta check out some of these. I'm losing my mind. Let's do it. I think that would be fun. Yeah. All right. So we're not talking about night visions. We're still talking about. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I got a little carried away there. Uh, so uh, let's get back. Let's get into the actual cast. Uh, I'll try not to go on with this too long, but there's some weird things I found while while we'll we'll talk about this as we go. All right. So we got Margot Finley who plays Clarice. Who the only thing I was also familiar with was D three, the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> um, then we have Kai Eric Erickson who plays Zeke Matthews who was in one episode of Walker, Texas Ranger and see no evil Two with Kane. So, okay. Two things. One here, here's an admission. I've never seen a Mighty Ducks film. I people like I, I worked in the That's hockey okay. industry for five years. I never watched a Mighty Ducks film. Yeah, uh, I saw the first one and I was, uh, I'm not a big fan of it. So, um, and so then also she was in, in 1991. Uh, there was an attempt and this, this is a little bit of a weird journey. Um, there is a Marvel comic that existed in like the late 80s or like early 90s called Power Pack. It's like these three like siblings that all have powers. It's just very like younger audience oriented. Like it's it's kind of one of those Marvel in jokes now. Like everyone's like, oh, Power Pack. Someone was trying to turn this into a TV series and didn't quite make it. But there's the pilot that became a TV movie that I looked up. The beginning, the, the whole thing's on YouTube. I need to watch it all. It looks like utter garbage. And I'm like thinking about like all the, the Marvel stuff that comes out now. It's like they do what they went with Power Pack back then. But yeah, that's what happened. Um, Kai Eric Erickson, um, you wouldn't know that he has like, you know, like uh, Scandinavian roots. Um, <laughs> 17 episodes of the 4400, which was kind of an interesting show that I like the premise, didn't get to, got canceled early. It was on sci fi. On Star Trek Enterprise, Outer Limits as well, 92 episodes of The Commish. He was like a regular character there. The Michael, um, not Michael, what's his name? Um, oh, the, the guy that was in uh, The Shield, the lead actor in that. He was the thing in Fantastic Four. Why is my brain blanking right oh, now? Michael Chiklis. Man. Michael Chiklis. Yeah. That was the show before all that. And then also, uh, Kai Eric Erickson was 2000 to 2001's Canadian Duck Duck Goose West Coast Regionals Champion. 
Well, we are recording this on uh, Canada Day, so yes, Happy Canada uh, Day, everybody. Duck, um, duck, goose uh, might be um, the most uh, competitive. Duck, duck, goose might be the most Canadian thing I've ever heard. And also unrelated to this, so while I was prepping my notes for the show two days ago, sometimes I drag my feet in terms of like watching it again. I just you know it depends upon the the episode. If it's like the outer limits, like the one we did, it was kind of like oh, I got to do go through this again. So I was like just surfing the internet, and I found this listicle of like the twenty greatest internet burns. You're not going to believe me. I put this image in the chat. Do you see this? <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Uh, and so someone wrote, uh, this is some like guy has a blue check mark verification. He's like, women shouldn't say bad words. Retreat if you agree. And Kai Eric Erickson in this article, like that someone listed this. He wrote, hello, Nick. I'm a reporter with KWLG in Boise. I'm doing a story on men that have never pleasured a woman sexually. May I use your tweets? <laughs> <laughs> Like, yes. Like, like, what are the uh, odds of me finding a tweet from this guy who is the main actor in this episode while I was dragging my feet to do the notes for this episode? <laughs> Man, uh, I, I guess defeating uh, <laughs> the ghost in this episode <laughs> really gave him the self-esteem <laughs> later on in his life. That is oh, so funny. That's crazy. Because it was one of those things where I'm like reading. I'm just flipping, like just uh, burning through the article. I'm like, wait. That's a that name is familiar. Like who else has that name? You know. So yeah, I just thought that was funny to bring that up. Also, the Duck Duck Goose like West Coast Regional Champion. We can't forget that. That implies that there's like multiple regions. And also, who? How do you win Duck Duck Goose? I don't understand that. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I don't. Canada is weird. All right. Um, happy Canada Day, everybody. All right. Moving on. Uh, but evidently, um. Kaj Eric Erickson is actually a really cool person that's lived an interesting life. So good on him. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Michael Ayub, who plays Charlie Dempster, which I don't remember hearing his last name. And I feel like somebody made it Dempster as a joke because he's a janitor in this. <laughs> yeah. Because it's almost dumpster. I, I don't know. But <laughs> that's what they call it in Canada. They call it the dumpster. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe it. But uh, he was in the tuxedo with Jackie Chan and uh, also Billy Madison. Those are the two notes I put in here. I wanted to make sure that we touched upon both of those. You know, I wouldn't miss the Jackie Chan reference. And I wouldn't miss Billy Madison. So I'm glad that you noted it. So, all right. Yeah. I actually remember his character in that because he plays the drama teacher, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually remember him in that, which is crazy. Um, next up, we have Amy Castle, who plays Greta. The only thing I have for her is Scanners 3. I saw that, but okay, so she's still working in the industry. She's doing a lot of video game voiceover work right now, which you're going to see mm -hmm. that's a theme with a lot of these people because uh, Ubisoft is based out of like Montreal uh, and they're the ones that do like the ah. Assassin's Creed series and all this. So not unusual to have uh, Canadian makes actors. Sense. Yeah. yeah, I saw a lot of Assassin's Creed yeah. flipping that, through people's credits. That There's a lot of that, right? So, uh, But she was also in a film called Laserhawk, which is the greatest goddamn name ever for a film. It was 97. That has Mark Hamill in it. I looked up the trailer. It Ooh. looks like garbage i have to watch this yeah that looks like uh something for a wheel of death on your other show <laughs> yeah it looks like it looks like uh someone tried doing the last starfighter but they had even less money but they happened to get mark hamill <laughs> like, so, like, um but i i did i did i linked that to my my friend steve on invasion who was a big star wars fan i was like how is this not your favorite mark hamill movie he's like i've never heard of this and i said to be fair laser hawk is a way cooler title than star war like like so yeah yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And also, to be fair, I feel like nobody's ever heard of that movie, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we have Arthur Holden, who plays Mr. Brooks, the chemistry teacher. Got a bunch of random stuff for him. He had a lot of credits, very small roles, but uh, X-Men, Days of Future Past, mm -hmm. 300, The Aviator, uh, Warm Bodies, that zombie movie that came out a few years ago. Um, yeah, he, he's just he's been a ton of stuff. Yeah, that's what I have. A lot of bit parts and also in video games as well. So running theme. Yep. Then we have uh, Marcel Jeanin, who plays the corpse in this, who is also in 300, but he was in one other Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Um, again, a lot of video game stuff. I see he's doing like motion capture for games now. All that kind of. That would make sense. Stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's good in this as well. His uh, movements are uh, 
better than they should have been. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, I have Jay Baruchel, who plays <laughs> Joe. <laughs> the kid who drowns in the beginning of the episode is, yeah, uh, kind of blew my mind when I saw that. Yeah, he uh, first official acting appearance. Uh, I wrote in everything. He, he and you can speak to this though. I haven't seen it yet. He's in a couple episodes of Letter- Letterkenny, which is a show that you like a great deal. Uh, he's in the most recent season, I think, like in three episodes. Yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Well, so. spoiler: he's in Letterkenny, uh, which is the like speaking of Canada Day. That seems like to be the most northern Canadian thing I've ever seen. Um, from what yes. little I've seen of it, it's it's delightful, but it's very Canadian. Uh, yeah, he's a guy that like. Either you love him or hate him. Like I, I like him a great deal. Um, I don't know if you've seen the, the film The Goon with. Um, oh yeah, oh, I, I love it. I still haven't seen the sequel. I haven't seen the sequel. Either, I know. That, that first... I know he wrote the first one and the second one, but he also directed the second one. Oh, I didn't know that. But uh, the Goon, yeah. the Goon's like, man, that that is like people need to see that film. It's a fun sports film, but it's good. And oh shoot, um, the 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 Stifler, what's his name? Off the, the main the main uh, actor, Sean, uh, Sean uh... Michael Scott. No, Sean it's not William Michael Scott. Scott. Sean, <laughs> Sean William Scott? Is that it? Michael, Sean William Scott. Sean That's Michael it, yeah. Scott of Dunder Mifflin <laughs> of the Goon. No, Sean William Scott's actually, he they give him like a little different character to play. And I like him a lot as this guy that is just really good at fighting, but he doesn't want to do it. Like, I, and then yeah. The Goon's a wonderful film. Uh, and Jay, uh, um, you said uh, Bar- Barcel. I was going to say his name wrong. Uh, he's He's good in that too and then also he's he's the main actor in the how i train your dragon uh series which i think those films are delightful so i like him a great deal yeah my wife loves that series um really liked him and this is the end yeah and uh he was also in three other episodes of are you afraid of the dark yeah so this was uh something he returned to a few times so i um i had uh what was it um <laughs> i had two other credits here uh, Jessica McKenzie as Cindy, who was the girl in the flashback. Four credit, four acting credits. This is one of the four, but one of them was also Hulk Hogan's The Ultimate Weapon in 1998. No nice. idea what that film is. Probably not great, you know. Like, and then, no, I mean the, the cover artwork's amazing. So, <laughs> and then By- Byron John was young Charlie, so he was the lifeguard at the beginning in the flashback as well. Has six credits. This is one of them. The other one, one of them is also in the Nick Cage film Snake Eyes. So just wanted to mention that as well. So yeah, that, Very that, nice. that's your cast. Um, so, all right. That, I have no Sterling. I have no nothing to get us into this. So let's, just, let's just get into the episode. Can you hear the uh, ice cream truck in the background right now as it's driving around the, the city? I cannot. I thought it was just a uh, uh, flashback music. <laughs> no, our, this ice cream truck drives around here and it plays, the, it has a, like a version of the entertainer. That plays. I'm like, is that the song that makes kids come out and get ice cream? I don't know. I just yeah. if you guys can hear it, I apologize. But no, I, I can't hear it. So <laughs> I think we're okay. As opposed to what was it? Mitch Hedberg said that the ice cream truck in his town uh, played Helter Skelter. I think that's what he said. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. Let's let's get into this. Yeah, let's get. This is uh, this is a complicated one. Uh, so we start out like like all. Are you afraid of the dark? episodes with the midnight society meeting to tell a story they have a new member coming in who is stig and they're they're, he has to prove himself by telling a great story so he comes down he comes out with this one it's a flashback 1954 there's a kid at the pool going in to swim and the lifeguard is not paying attention to him because he is flirting with his older sister the, the the kid's older sister. Yeah, the not. kid's swimming, not his own <laughs> older sister. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, younger bro, you've proved yourself. I'm becoming a lifeguard. Come on over. No, I like. There's that generic stock like '50s doo wop music playing. Yeah, <laughs> That's cool. I wish they. I, I don't know why they didn't put it in black and white though. Yeah, make it like it seems with some like scratches. It That'd seems like something they would have done. Yeah, like just to get the cross. To get the point across to kids watching this, because uh, everybody's hairstyles and everything still looked like the 90s, <laughs> like nothing, nothing except for the doo-wop music just randomly playing. And where was the music coming from? That's true. Like that's <laughs> and then when they transition to today, they don't give like a like whatever the date was or saying today. So, yeah, it's reason to believe that this whole thing's set in 54. That's not true, but they don't give you an indication otherwise. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so. Uh, yeah, so the, you have the young kid, He uh, he's swimming, and he smells something bad, and then he starts you know, getting pulled under, and he's yelling, and so a lifeguard stops making out with uh, you know, the kid's sister, and he jumps in to try to save him, but the kid's drowned, and that's it. Yeah, Spoiler. so yeah. 
Yeah, we we cut to present day, 1995, <laughs> <laughs> in the chemistry lab, and we're introduced to Zeke Matthews, who's kind of a nerd and very into his studies, and his model volcano is erupting and causing a huge mess. So the teacher gets mad, goes to get a janitor to come over and clean it up. In the meantime, there are two girls in the class, uh, Clarice and Greta. Greta thinks he's kind of cute, and Clarice wants nothing to do with him. And I think it's Greta who makes the... It compares him to a puppy. Like, he's he's kind of cute. And, um... Were, yeah, so she goes over by to that? see if he needs help or something. Like, were you confused by that at the beginning? Because it seemed like Greta was more sweet on Zeke than Clarice was, but then it flips. Like, it seems like... Yeah, but we we get a little payoff on that later on. A little bit, but it just it just felt like because I had to watch it when I watched the second time. I'm like, I was like, oh, well, that one girl was kind of sweet on him, but then not. I, I mean, I get like say what say what you will about Are You Afraid of the Dark? And uh, I've watched in the meantime of after watching uh, Baby Goose and the radio with uh, Gilbert Godfrey. I've watched a lot of episodes with my wife because I've talked before. She bought this and, and uh, I'm, we're going to get our money's worth out of this. A lot of these episodes pinball from point to point And they just like, you're like, don't think about it. Just go. And this one actually holds together pretty well narratively, but their motivations at the beginning of the two girls, I think they flip flop. And I, yeah, they, yeah, but I, I think it makes sense though. Like we'll talk about it okay. when we get, yeah. there's a moment later that makes sense because I don't think Greta's ever given up on him. She she's jealous that now uh, Clarice is kind of taking a liking to him because okay. she kind of warms up to him throughout the episode. Yeah, and Greta's mad because she initially said like, "Oh, I want nothing to do with Zeke." Yeah, he's a, so he, there's he's that dip. point later on the episode. Oh man, this is getting we're getting serious. Some drama here. Um, <laughs> Because she she pulls the prank on her and tries to pull her under the water and she gets out and she's like, you said you didn't even like puppies. Yeah. So she's more mad at uh, at Clarice than she is at. Um, I took it that she Zeke. was kind of jealous of Clarice. Jealous. Of, yeah. Like, uh, not not, yeah, not of her being with with Zeke, but like of her devoting time to this this dip. You know, like I kind of yeah, felt I think like, I think it's both. Okay. I think it's she feels like she tricked her and now you know kind of stole zeke and the fact that she's not spending time with her anymore her friend so i think it's a little bit of both i like i like that of all the things we're going to be divided on it's this power dynamic between the two (laughs) girls and zeke we're gonna be like you know i just can't we can't be friends anymore because we got to figure out this whole greta and glories thing this is uh, quite the love triangle uh in this episode no i i think it makes sense it's it's kids being kids yeah. it's stupid so i like that they have to bring uh the janitor in immediately like, and it, like <laughs> yeah. the, the volcano thing like so zeke explains that like the science was right but the proportions were wrong and whatever and then like the, the teacher made like a smarmy comment and whatever so um as zeke's talking to clarice he's like can i show you something later um there's this whole thing of like well i need to show you i can't just tell you and so they end up going to the boys locker room yeah, um, and it's revealed she's on the swim team. So yeah, she's sorry. like, "Well, I yes. can't today. We'll we'll go tomorrow because I got practice after school." Yeah, that yeah, that's that's very important to this. Absolutely. And yeah. so he uh, brings her in the the girls the boys changing room, and he's like, "Oh, I forgot this is boys locker room." She just bursts in. It's like, "All right, I guess that's happening." Yeah, and uh, she has a she has a line where she's like, "Ah, it's not the first time I've seen it." <laughs> I was like, "What does that mean?" Which, yeah, <laughs> what's going on up there in Canada? Um, so, um. So Zeke explains that he was trying to do like, like basically like just being like a high school kid and like, I was trying to figure out the total size of this high school and something's weird. And he's like, so I found this and he pulls a bay of lockers away and reveals a door to a closed down section of the school that actually has a swimming pool. Yeah, um, it says two pool two pool. <laughs> yeah. Just in case. Yeah. Um, so then as they're in there, like talking about, like they go and look at everything and you see, like, I like, so I do like the set decoration of the tarp over the pool. And then you see all this, like, like older school equipment, maybe even older, but it's like, it's just like surplus stuff stacked up. So people yeah, know it was, about it was this. a cool, uh, shot too. Cause it's, it's coming from behind all of the, uh, just clutter in the mm-hmm. room, but it feels like it's somebody watching them from the other side of the room. Yeah. So I don't know, like, did, like you probably went to a much like nicer high school than I did. Did your high school have a pool? 
Or no. No. Oh, no. Okay. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what. You're yeah. Talking. So I have no connection on that <laughs> point. But I, you know, I I took swimming lessons for a long time as a kid, and at one point I was a certified lifeguard. So I, I was in and out of pools all the time. How as many? A, how many as a kids? Young adult. How many kids died under your watch because you're going to make out with their sister? Just you can just tell oh, me, man. not tell anybody else. We're not recording this. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't have enough fingers to count. So <laughs> no, <laughs> they shouldn't. Have, they shouldn't have ate ten minutes before they got in the water. It's on them. No. Uh, yeah. So my high school, the rumor always was. So I thought this was funny watching this episode. The rumor always was is that we had a pool in like the basement of our high oh, school. Yeah. Yeah, ours. Uh, we had a rumor that it was up on the third floor, um, and they never let anyone up on this like upper floor. But then they started remodeling part of the high school at one point, and they moved classrooms up there. So they started letting everyone go up there, and there was no pool. <laughs> well, for us, supposedly it was like below. Like we had like I, we had these weird wing setups on the left and the right of the building where they weren't steps, but they're like these ramps that would go to the first and second floors. But there was mm-hmm. a ramp section, these long ramps that would go below and nobody went down there. So the rumor was there was a swimming pool there. The two stories I heard were one because it was built below the sewage line, like the, the, the drainage line that things would just back up into the pool. So it was unusable. That seems that seems like that would make sense. The other one was. Yeah that because it wasn't being used, there was supposedly a story that in the county they reported a, a theft of equipment and then hid all of it in the pool so that way the school could get more equipment. I don't know how valid that was, but I'm like, that's a lot of thinking, and I just hope that there was like this like Ocean's Eleven heist situation for the school to try to figure out how they can get additional equipment to teach kids. <laughs> just the superintendent, <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> We're sticking around after school today. Yeah, they're guys, trying to they're trying to like duck the janitors and we're hiding, everything. <laughs> we're hiding all of our uh, green and black monitors down here. All people, the yeah. overhead projectors. All the are going down. <laughs> all the copies of Oregon Trail are going into this pool. We're covering it up. No one talks about this. Uh, all the film strips with the, with accompanying uh, cassettes and or records are, are going. All the, into the- uh, <laughs> I forget what the calculators are called. The, the graphing ninety nines or whatever they were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I almost know. said the T one thousand. Yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah. That would be a terrifying <laughs> high school if everyone had a personal T one thousand. To be fair though, my high school actually had a gym and then they had a girls' gym, so that tells you what it was built. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, Yeah, we had two gyms and but, the one was really dirty, yeah, but we still it, used it. Was it called the girls' gym? Like that no, it was the, not. This was specifically called the girls' gym, and it was the lesser of the two. Yeah. I don't know. Whenever this high school was built during the works project authority, I think social uh norms are a little different. But anyway, yeah. we the, the rumor was we had a pool, so when I was watching this episode. It, remi- or it reminded me of, oh, oh shit, we thought we had a pool too. Like so, <laughs> but it turns out this place did. Yeah, so you you have a connection to this episode. Look at that. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so I what were we just talking about? Yeah, the camera movements and everything. Like surprisingly good uh, production values at this point in the episode. Uh, but so. He shows her the pool and everything, and her immediate reaction is, "I'm going to get them to open this." So, <laughs> so she storms she out. out. Well, actually, she like there's a bit where she does this thing where she puts the fingers to his lips, and I was expecting him to kind of like float away, like Pepe Le Pew or something, like like oh, a girl touched yeah, me. He- He's yeah. a little creep at points in this episode. We'll talk about it in the next scene well, here. He got a lot more woke because you saw that he commented on that thing later on Twitter and talk, took that guy down. So, um, no, and he was like, well, maybe we could hang out later. She's like, basically like, no, that's no, that, no. And then she leaves with him. But then you have the janitor come in like the foreground and like you, he kind of shows up. But there's a really, really, really cool shot. I'm saying this with like enthusiasm. Uh, you see the tarp on the pool, and I thought the pool was drained completely. Um, and you see like this, like this, this like not bubble, but like form rise up like under the tarp. Yeah, and, it looks like a the outline of a body, yeah, basically it, under the tarp. And uh, forms had it, had it been drained, which I thought it was. It yeah, was like it was. That is so creepy. That's a really, really good, like, sinister, like, oh, this pool doesn't have water. Why is it like something's bubbling up underneath it? Yeah, in the shape of a dead body. Yeah, it like, was really terrifying. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Can, can you imagine watching this at, like, eight years old? Like, 
Yeah. This, this is what I'm saying. Like, this episode <laughs> stuck with me because like, of these moments. I like that you're trying to justify, like, you know, young you being scared when I can easily say I couldn't finish watching Gremlins in the theater because they freaked me out. So I had to sit in the car with my mom until the movie was over because my brothers were still watching it. Yes, I get it. I like, I, and by the way, I still can't watch Gremlins without being apprehensive because of that as a kid. I completely understand. Well, I, I finally... Uh, I'm able to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark without uh, <laughs> being apprehensive. It only took me uh, 20 more years, but I'm here. So do, uh, you were not terrified watching this again? Like you were not hiding under the covers? Well, of your- all right. L- let me tell you, this might be the fourth or fifth time I've seen this episode. <laughs> Fair enough. So I thought it had been a long time, but uh, uh, my wife's like, we just watched this a few years ago. Like, huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember, but sure. Well, cause you blocked out your memory for being too scared by it. That's what happened. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so <laughs> Clarice does in fact get the pool reopened and, uh, they keep doing these shots under the water. Like there's something coming up from the depths trying to grab them. Um, but whenever it gets close to them, there's some sort of smell in the air, much like the beginning of the episode. Yeah. I will just say right now that the biggest leap in like logic and, and believability is having the school board listen to one girl yell at them for two weeks and have the pool turned into a fully functional pool for yeah. the end of the year. That seems a bit fast to me. But whatever. Yeah. That's the biggest stretch. Not the ghost in the pool. That I'm fine with that. <laughs> just the bureaucracy. Yeah, the rest the pool of the open. science and everything checks out in yeah, this episode. No, not, not the speed at which this would happen. No, not at all. But... uh. Yeah. Yeah, so the there there's some nice like bits of like seeing like the under like the underwater shot like you're mentioning going up to like the the girl's feet in the pool and like Clarice and Greta are talking and they smell, like bad Jaws rip off yeah. music every time it's underwater. <laughs> All the music in this is bad. It just it fills the entire episode. But that that is a staple. Yeah, that's, of Mario that's, the Dark. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. that's the entire series. I'm yeah. not watching these for like amazing scores. Oh no 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 no! Like outside we, of like the intro music because the intro music is kind of cool. Yeah, no no doubt. But it's like they had to feel like they had to put music in every single inch of this episode much like the the uh tail station you know 109.1 which is you know literally two episodes after this one the thing just it's just stuffed to the gills but either way i i think that's not even a staple it's a 90s part of the dark it's it's a kids show thing where it's like it has to it has to tell you how you're supposed to feel for every scene. That's fair. Um, the first couple seasons of the relaunch of Doctor Who on the BBC felt like every single second had to have scoring behind it and it annoyed me where I'm like, this is dramatic. I don't need this all the time. Yeah, so, like it, I understand how uh, I'm supposed to feel. But yeah. like something like this, you know, it's it's meant for little kids. Like sometimes you might need that little uh, that little step in the right direction to tell them like, all right, this is where it's supposed to be scary. This is where it's supposed to be funny. This is, you know, like it, it makes sense. And like, I, like earlier when Stig steals a kiss off the one girl in the beginning of the episode, that's supposed to be funny, not awkward yep. and weird. Not yeah. at well, all. There's a few awkward no. moments in this scene. <laughs> um, so they, they're back in the chemistry lab and you see that Clarice got her test back and she got a C minus and she's stressing out because if she doesn't get her grades up in the class, uh, she's going to get kicked off the swim team. So <laughs> Zeke does this like head turn and slide in his chair over to her as soon as she, he hears that. And he's like, oh, well, I can help you with that. That's game like, right there. He has game. He has some game. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. It, was, it was creepy. I wrote I wrote my notes. Uh, Clarice needs help with chemistry. So does Zeke. Boom. Is what <laughs> <I wrote my laughs> notes. Oh, man, you need to tweet that at him. <laughs> <laughs> You got to oh, roast him. Yeah, he he would probably put my a place, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Uh, 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 I'm so Scandinavian, sorry, <laughs> yeah, Scandinavian, mixed Scandinavian. I'm so sorry. I you're right. I should not do that. But yeah, it was just funny because you're right. He was like, oh, this is mutually beneficial. And then I will give the episode credit that when he's like, well, she's like, well, what do you want in return? I didn't foresee him telling her his fear of water. Like yeah. that actually, well, that he was gives actually that creep smile yeah. again. Like, it's, it, so it, I, it, they kind of set you up with these expectations of like, Oh, he's going to leverage for a date or something, you know? Um, so the next scene they're at the pool after hours again, after school hours. And, um, he's like, well, what if we get caught? And she says, we're not doing anything wrong. Like I'm going to teach you how to swim. Like, <laughs> 
So, but they do kind of set this expectation that he like leveraged her into going on a date when in fact he didn't. He just wanted to learn how to swim. Yeah. And sort of get a date. <laughs> I mean, you know, any port in the storm, if that's your justification, you know, more power to you, I guess. It's, you know, whatever. Like, you're you're hanging out with a girl at nighttime in a pool. I, I don't know. Like, if you want to chalk those of date, I can't tell you you're wrong. Um, I don't know. It was weird. It's the 90s, right? Like, it's just. 90s in Canada, if that's the closest thing to a date. And then later on, you get a donut at Tim Hortons, that's a date. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> More uh, so the Tim Hortons. Yeah, thing. yeah, not the hanging out at a pool with a girl that, that you're trying to blackmail and not blackmail, coerce and <laughs> teach you how to swim because she needs help with science and whatever. Yeah. Um, so uh, they eventually, like, she is like trying to tell him, like, she doesn't realize the depth of his, no pun intended, fear of the water. And so they end up on this little inflatable raft in the middle of the pool. And he tells her the story about why he's afraid of water. Yeah. So he almost drowned as a kid. He got his foot stuck in some kelp or something, some plant underwater. And the more he tried to escape, the more it, it got, he got tangled up in it and he almost drowned. So he feels like there's something in the water that wants to get him because he cheated death. Yeah, it's been way time. For so him, it wants yeah. to get a second chance at getting him. Um, so I, I do like in the scene, though, as they're doing this, she has her hand in the water. And then at times he'll like kind of dip his hand in the water. And there is kind of a little sense of dread there, because especially when he goes to put his hand in um, as the camera is getting closer and closer to him, like there's a reasonable amount of dread in the scene yeah no it's, it's actually for like a kid's tv show for like sure it was, it's pretty well done pretty decent editing everything like all terrible music aside i was i was impressed well and then there's the fake out because then she goes into the water and then she's talking to him about like oh it's nothing to fear and that's when she gets pulled down by greta uh, which we've had that discussion about how we feel about greta's motivations um yeah, yeah. uh but that and then like, so she, so Clarice comes back into the raft and is talking to him about like, well, just put your hand in the water. And that's whenever he, he, uh, something pulls at him, you know, and that's actually, you know, it, it's, it's sudden and, and like it, it works. And then there's, this becomes this brief moment of where there's like the siege of them in this raft. And you know, it's just some guy under, under the water just pressing up on the raft over and over again, but it works. Yeah. It made me think of the raft from creep show too, where it's like, you're not that far away from safety, but you're still far enough away to where you're in danger. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, she gets them back into the boat and it's, it's trying to flip them out. Mm-hmm. And once it stops, they're like, well, we can't put our hands in the water to paddle back to the edge of the pool, pool cause it's going to pull you in. And if we sit here, it's going to flip us again. So they're kind of stuck. Uh, eventually it does flip them. And as they're in the water, Charlie, the janitor pops up again and saves them with the giant net. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I don't know why they didn't think about just popping the raft and just like taking the, the, the airstream and just like, you know, just pushing it over to the side, like a cartoon. I don't know why they didn't think about doing that. That, that seems, no, that's not true. Uh, but yeah, the janitor, uh, like, so he saves them and then they ask him like, what's going on? And he, I'll give, uh, Michael, uh, Ayub, I think it's how you say his last name. Um, credit Michael, Michael Scott, Michael Scott. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I will give Michael Scott credit for no Michael Ayub as Charlie Dempster, uh, credit because I'll give Sean William Scott credit for this, this bit because (laughs) sorry, I just, uh, I know Charlie dumpster, Charlie dumpster. That's all. That's all I can hear. Charlie dumpster. That's just, (laughs) that just sounds like, uh, that just sounds like my stage name. If I was going to be a male dancer, like everybody up on the next stage, Charlie dumpster, give it up for him. Uh, he's taking out the trash. Uh, so no, like he actually gives this like nice, like muted, like statement about what happened as him being, you know, a younger lifeguard and losing a kid for again, I keep going back to my time watching the show. Most of the grownups involved in this know what kind of show they're in. They just chew the scenery and it's a lot of fun. He actually gives kind of a muted, like understated delivery, which is actually effective for this moment. And it works because he looks like he's just haunted and broken because of what happened to him as a kid. 
Yeah, he says it's back, or maybe it never left. So he explains to them he was the lifeguard on duty when the girl he was seeing's younger uh, brother died in the pool. He drowned. And he tried to convince people that there was something in the pool that pulled him under. Nobody believed him. Eventually, three more people drowned and died in the pool. So he found out that the pool was put in over an old cemetery, so they had moved the graves. So his thinking is... They must have missed moving one of the graves, so the spirit wants revenge. Yeah, and that's and that's what we're dealing with here. So, so are you not uh, ready? Are you not ready for my uh, other names for this episode? I'm going to give them to you right now because <clears throat> we've already established that when the ghost, sorry, the 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 being in the pool shows up, things smell bad. So that's already been so, established. So here here are my other names for this episode. The Charlie tale- Dumpster goes to the pool. Yeah, no, that's that's a good one too. <laughs> the tale of the fart ghost that also works. Uh, the tale of the dead man's floater. That's one I also have here too. Uh, <laughs> Poltergeist. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> here, here's the last one. You got to think about for a second. Shit follows. How do you feel about that one? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I like Poltergeist the best. I think that's that's my favorite there. Oh, um, I'm proud of me. That's all to say that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so they start talking about that smell um, that seems to be following them, <laughs> and uh, Z comes up with a plan because he realizes that it's some sort of acid. I would assume like sulfuric acid. Um, so he says if they use a chemical called methyl orange, that it'll make it visible if they pour on it. So they take it out to the pool and they pour it in a random spot in the pool. And it just happens to be where the corpse is coming out of. But the creature reveal in the scene is one of my favorite things from the oh, series. Yeah, Like it's so cool because you see the water start to bubble and you see this shape form under the water and it's it's blood red and slowly it rises up out of the water Till it's just floating on top of the water standing. And it's just this. It, it almost looks like the the creep show skeleton from the Father's Day segment. Yes, that's, that's, that's uh, exactly what I was thinking. Mixed yes. with the pirate ghost from the fog. Yeah, like it, it's a really good effect. And um, something that happens a little bit later here is not a good effect. But just the... Nah. Like, it just, <laughs> so... The idea that they said that we're going to use a chemical reaction that would make this red is already setting the stage for this thing being horrific. So when it shows up, I'm like, again, I've watched a lot of this, and some of the some of the um, creature effects have not been great. This one's great, and it, it, like just from a standalone yeah. effects, like looking like practical effects of this ghost corpse, it is scary. Yeah, like you can see the seams in it, and it doesn't look like it's necessarily an expensive costume or anything for the ghost, but um, it is, it is frightening. It's jarring. It's memorable. Um, Like I said, this episode stuck with me my entire life just because of the creature design in this, because it stood out so much from all these episodes. Um, Yeah. That reveal was enough to haunt a generation of kids. (laughs) Cause I mean, you go on IMDb right now. This episode is, uh, rated 9.9 out of 10. Yeah, it's which like, I think is a little ridiculous, but I, I think it goes to show how much this has stuck with people over the years. And I think it all goes back to the creature design in this. Um, yeah, I was well, I was looking up information about the episode. Like people were just raving about this one, and it's like, yeah, place and time, perfect, right? Yeah, so yeah, uh, obviously the episode is not a 10 out of 10 uh, piece of media. <laughs> like I, I don't think I would say that this is great by any stretch, but. Uh, from a nostalgia point of view, from watching it in 1995 uh, in October, like, yeah, it was a 10 out of 10 when I was a kid. Well, so I, think, I, I understand. I think I told you, I'm sure I mentioned this on the show before, there was an episode of the new Twilight Zone in the 80s where there was uh, actually two of them. One where this guy would show up in town and and he would say, well, I can't stay, stick around long because like something will happen. And there's a whole thing where people become monsters and like take him out. Like I, I don't remember because I've been I watched as a kid. I've not watched it since, but it freaked me out as a kid. And then there's the one I told you about the guy, the kid that could bring stuff to him. Yeah. Um, like probably not a great episode, but it broke me as a kid. I could see how like if you're the right age, seeing this like red soupy goop of the skeleton just showing up, 
Like this is not Scooby Doo. Like it, it it is it is scary. And then yeah, having, and there are yeah. stakes in this because like usually on kid shows there aren't deaths. Like we see one kid drown, and we hear about three other kids drowning. In yeah. This. So the stakes are pretty high for a kids TV show. Yeah. It, right. Like this this is life or death with this terrifying, disgusting corpse trying to kill them. So then we get the thing with uh, the janitor like going into shock and not being able to respond. And Clarice is like, we need to go. And so um, we have Zeke pick up like a mop <laughs> and try to swing it at the ghost, which I oh. think it's the net on the uh, oh, it's like a net. The, I'm sorry. It's a net the on the pole, pole with right. the net on it, the end. It, he swings it at him. Yeah. And it goes right through him, which, which is a terrible, a terrible effect. Design. But then it shows that this thing is com- composed of water. So you can't like attack it. So, I, yeah. like, the intent is there. The effect is terrible. Uh, as we just talked about how, like, you know, the actual practical look of it is great, but that effect's terrible. Um, yeah. So then they but run the away. the next scene, yeah. while he's in shock, um, they show it coming up through the grate in the floor as, like, a red puddle. Yeah, which is great. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's cool. So, of course, Zeke, being the chemistry nerd, he comes up with the idea, as he did with the volcano, he uses whatever chemical he had in the beginning. Explodium. That's um, not really what it's called. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember what it was, but he's like, if we mix this with water, it'll, I, I think, uh, to quote it properly, they say it'll go kaboom or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they grab it. Um, and, uh, well, they, uh, they go, Reese is going to yeah. open it. But he realizes that her hands are wet, so it's going to burn her. So he knocks it in the pool. So she ends up having to dive into the water to yes. go get it. And as she's doing that, you see the red goop sliding Back like, into, into the pool, the pool yeah. off the ledge on the side. And that's, it's, that's a cool again, effect. very effective. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, so she gets to the bottom of the pool and Zeke yells at her. He's like, get out of there, get out of there. And that forces him to push past all his fears to jump into the pool to help her. And so, again, nice character arc for him. Um, and then they get out and then she puts the gloves on and gives her a little quip and throws the, yeah. you know, the explodium. Well, uh, on the they're ghost. saved by Charlie. Again. Oh, that's true. He yeah. comes out of his shock, shock and pulls them out of the water again. <laughs> yeah. And you get her great one liner as she's going to kill it. And uh, she yells, yo, red catch. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was the great one liner for the episode. Yeah. as She kills the uh, ghost. So, yeah, uh, she pours the chemical on it. The ghost, the corpse bubbles away to nothing and they watch with their hands over their eyes because it's too much to bear <laughs> as Charlie holds them back. <laughs> oh, so funny. Yeah. Um, Which I yeah, do like that he, he felt absolved of this because he actually got to save somebody from the thing that no one believed him about to begin with, which was kind of a nice arc for a character that is important to the story, but they didn't need like they could have easily ignored him. You know, yeah. and they yeah, actually gave Charlie's him, story. It this is, is Charlie story. Dumpster story. Charlie Dumpster story. <laughs> he he's a distant relative of Charlie Bucket from uh, Willy Wonka. Um, you know, he's just he, the bigger version. He's just the Canadian version of Charlie Bucket. Charlie <laughs> 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 Dumpster. Yeah. Um, so I like that, and then you have like a little coda of uh, of Zeke and Clarice being together, and him reading a book on a raft, and the way they shoot it, it's kind of a nice like fake out of. It looks like they're in the water, but they're not really because as much as that happened, he still doesn't like water a whole lot. To be fair, I would agree with him, you know, but they're together and it's a nice little end of the story. Yeah. So back at the Midnight Society, you get a vote and Stig uh, doesn't get a unanimous decision. So he's got to come back one more time to prove. And do you know the story he tells next? uh, No. The tale of station 109.1. Oh, was it? Yes. Look at that. All right. So we know. So you like Stig, Stig. storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was the only time in the series in which the Midnight Society actually did not vote to accept somebody into the thing to begin with. So, yeah, that, I, I looked that up. I didn't think that was important, but it's a thing. Um, <laughs> did you like that he tastes like the powder in the bag as they're like doing a vote? Like he reaches into the bag that has like the glittery powder that does the title at the, like he's eating it. I'm like, don't eat hmm. powder metal, in a bag. Methyl orange. Yeah, methyl hmm. orange. <laughs> this will show ghost skeletons. But uh, yeah, yeah, I like that the story is actually one of the most concise 
and like focus stories and they're like yeah it's not the best one i'm like you guys could all go die in a fire it's fine <laughs> yeah this is by far the best episode of are afraid of the dark <laughs> like get out of here guys <laughs> yeah like which one of you told the story of the zombie dice like get out of here <laughs> <laughs> which one have told you about the what was it the the fear soup or whatever it was yeah um <laughs> with uh, uh vinnie vinnie right <laughs> yeah um yeah, I, I I can tell you with 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 confidence of the three plus seasons I've watched, this this is one of the better better stories from A to B that I've seen. And I will also I always need to remember when watching this that when there's weird gaps in logic that this is a middle school to high school student telling a story around a campfire. So as much it's easy to dismiss like the grown-ups writing these stories, if you frame it with these are kids telling stories to scare each other. The whole chemistry thing he talks about, I was reading all about this. Like the whole chemistry of this doesn't make sense, but it's okay. It's okay for the episode and it works for the episode. And it feels like this is like an eighth or ninth graders, like knowledge of chemistry that it works enough. And I, and at that point I give it a pass versus like other series because it's like, it's not kids telling stories around a campfire. So yeah. And and at the end of the day, like, who cares when you're going into a series like this? Like I'm, I'm not going in expecting like hard sci-fi or something. No, or like, I, I agree. You but know, like no, it, it, it's honestly like the last thing on my mind is believability in these episodes or anything like that. For but sure. yeah, you're right. There, there is something to be said about uh, telling a concise A to B story though, because they get surprisingly complicated. And they throw in a lot of unnecessary stuff into some of these episodes mm-hmm. where like even this one, you get you get a little bit of it. But I think it's enough between Greta and Clarice that you get that kind of false jump scare at the one point. And it makes sense why she would be in there messing with them. No, I agree. You know? And But most of the episodes, I always look at my wife when we're watching them. And it's just like, is this a brother and sister that just moved to a new town and they just can't get along with everybody around them? It's always <laughs> like, you know, it's always the thing of just like, oh, so-and-so is new to town. So-and-so is visiting their aunt in the summer. It's like, okay, yeah, 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 we get it. And it's always a brother and sister or siblings yeah. of some sort. And this one, at least, you know, like... Um, if you weren't going to pick one of these two, which I, I put it out to you to like what to watch, there was a couple I've already seen already that the ending means a lot more horrific things happened than they intended. Uh, I feel like they always kind of leave it like, and that's what happened with this one. It's like, oh, okay, they got together. The, the fart ghost went away and that's fine. Like it's actually an ending. There's a lot of these yeah. where it's like, oh, things are really messed up we're just going to leave it and we're going to end the night with someone pouring a, a bucket of water on the campfire and we're done with all this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. This, this is a series that frustrates me, not because it exists. It frustrates me because the weight people give on it. However, because you were the right age watching this and it bothered you enough to remember it, to want to talk about it. Like on this, I'll give it its credit. I just don't think it is good as people remember it being. And you should just recognize that. No, and that's why I said like seeing a 9.9 rating yeah. on this episode is ridiculous. Like people are going on here rating episodes based on 20 year old memories like this. <laughs> Cause none of these are, you know, above like if you were going to rate them just on merits alone of watching them now, I don't think any of these would be above like six out of 10, you know, like <laughs> they're, they're not yeah. great, but yeah. it, it depends what memorable moments there are in them, uh, kind of how I feel about them. But yeah, I, I think this one, I, I, I think this is the best as far as like them nailing a good story, uh, memorable creature and actually making it legitimately scary. Yeah. Like so. I, I think they do a good job because there's not many of them that, legitimately scared me as a kid yeah and and uh just trying to put my uh rose colored glasses on and going back to that time like i try watching a lot of this this one like i said like when whenever i i mentioned to you that maybe we should do one of these episodes coming back just because it's a little bit lighter i know that there was two that you kept circling and i watched both of them and the other one we may save for later um but this is the one that i was like yeah you know what there are some, there's some good things here to talk about. And I, and I will, I will say this wholeheartedly that 
that's not something I will walk away from from most of the episodes I've watched of the series. But again, I'm 40 watching this now. Like, I, I get it. I do. I really get it. But at the same time, if I can't, like, take that part of my brain out and just kind of still try to watch it as, like, a kid and it still doesn't land for me, that says something. But, no, this one this one was, like, it was – I. Like, and it, we'll get to the twist rating just because we got to. Um, I I enjoyed that this was a focus narrative. I liked the the whole notion of paranormal and someone was trying to apply like a practical solution to it. Like that that was kind of fun. Like that was different versus just like oh we got to go to the pool and spin around three times and say some magic words and we'll be okay. <laughs> like you know, which that shit happens in this episode, like in these the series where it's like <laughs> you got to have the magic glasses. Like no, like this was a kid his best trying to process what happened and trying to apply like observed experience because he smelled like the horrible smell coming. He learned that there was supposedly a corpse that maybe didn't get like a proper burial. And he thought of a way to get rid of it. Like as loose as it is, at least it is a narrative. Like there's a glue there that, that works for me much better than a lot of these episodes. Yeah. Like I said, the production value is decent on this. It's yeah. good camera work, um, good editing that actually creates some sort of tension at points, um, which I, I can't say that there's good tension in many of these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I, I mean, even given this, like, it, it seems like we're we're being super nice to this, but it's just in comparison to what the show can be. Like, this just feels head and shoulders above a lot of the other ones. Yeah, and like I stated before, I think I've watched a lot of these episodes more recently than you have. I'm being very nice to this episode compared to yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was scared because yeah. the other episode I gave you, um, it's another one that I remember. It's, favorably, it's season but five, I, episode thirteen, the tale of the night shift. It's actually the last episode of the season. So yeah, yeah. So I, I remember it favorably, but I'm kind of scared to go back and rewatch it. Uh, just cause this one, like I said, I've seen it like every, every 10 years, I'd probably go and watch this thing. Um, so I was, I was kind of scared to go back cause I feel like it's going to ruin the memory in my head. <laughs> no, it's, it's not a bad episode. It's just, that I wanted to like the, the, the creature design this and the way it just shows up is much more interesting to me. And that's why I nudged you towards this one versus the other one. Um, yeah. that's all that, that was the biggest difference maker was that, the the red corpse ghost was more interesting to me than a vampire. So, yeah, and that, that's that's basically all you have to say about these episodes. <laughs> yeah, um, like red corpse ghost was better. <laughs> that's my review. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna rate the twist. I'm gonna make you rate the twist, and then we'll uh, oh, we'll wrap this yeah. up here. Yeah. Uh, the twist noise should have just been Stig kissing that girl without her permission, but I didn't. Cl- I didn't catch that. So uh, I wrote. I, I, I'm going to give this a three that that they would use science to actually fight the paranormal. I didn't see that coming, as I just said that a majority of this is always like, oh, we just got to do the hokey pokey and then we'll turn it all around. Like this was kind of a nice, refreshing thing to actually have the kid do the thing that he is actually comfortable with identifying yeah, the and problem it, and combating it's it properly set up in the first act of the yeah. episode. Like the, how shocking Yeah, it, it is. That's the twist that they actually paid something off. Of this. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'll fall. I'll be nice to it. I was going to give it a two just because it, it wraps itself up in a nice little bow and it's, it's, I, I guess since you've watched more of these more recent than I have, um, it probably shocked you cause it was a decent ending. Um, <laughs> Whereas I've seen this so many times that it's just it, it's hard for me to judge it on a twist rating just because I, I know what's going to happen constantly yeah. in this thing. Uh, but I'll be nice and give it a three. It, it is nice that everything was set up and paid off. And um, the fact that they didn't have to put on magic glasses like you stated, <laughs> spin around three times. Um, that's good. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Um, yeah. So that's going to do it for our discussion about a second episode of Are You For The Dark, which I didn't think we'd ever get there. But it's also a me that I suggested this. So, yeah, whatever. Uh, damn me for doing that. Um, so this will this wrap it up for, fun. Uh, for Poltergeist. I still, the, the, the more I, I shit follows, I think, is still my favorite one I came up with. So, all right. Yeah, um, we're gonna all do, right. Well, yeah. we'll say goodbye to Charlie Dumpster now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Kevin, how can people find us? 
Oh man, it's been a while since I did this, but yeah. you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you find us under Strange Highways Podcast. You can email us and write us or email us and leave us voicemails at strangehighwayspodcast at gmail.com. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Satchel, uh, um, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. We are there. And whatever you do listen to us on, please, it would really help us out if you would head over there and give us a five star review or. Uh, or leave us a rating. Like, <laughs> Anything I, would help. I'm giving you out. one star because you do not talk about Are You Afraid of the Dark favorably. No. So, um, also, <laughs> you can find us on patreon.com slash strange highways, uh, where it's, we just recently wrapped up our uh, season-long discussion about the new Jordan Peele-produced Twilight Zone. Uh, I had mentioned we have nine hours of content up there. It's actually ten, but I'm sure you guys have already heard the first one talking about the comedian. Uh, but you can, you can sign up for as little as $1.00. Um, where they'll talk about our tears again for everybody that doesn't know that not know this. Uh, you might be like, I'm here for this. The, the are afraid of the dark talk. You know, maybe this is the second time you've listened to us. Um, one dollar gets you into our where is everybody that gives you access to all our detours that are on our Patreon, like access to everything we do up there. Uh, Five dollars gets you into five characters in search of an exit that gives you access to the detours and you can pick one episode of anthology series. Maybe you want us to talk about another episode. Are you afraid of the dark? We'll do it. Um, mm. pick that episode. We'll talk about it. <laughs> um, it, you, I mean, it might be rough going, but if there's one that you feel passionate about, we'll do it. Um, I don't think there's any more of the baby goose in there, but you know, whatever uh, there's other there's other interesting ones in there that are that are better than others i'll say that yeah and there there are three more jay baruchel yeah, episodes right. so yes <laughs> three more with hiccup in there so we can talk about that uh or, or another anthology series whatever but if you pick it we'll cover it uh ten dollars a month you will join our 16 millimeter shrine and you have access to the detours and you can pick an anthology film to cover and and come on the show and we'll talk to you about the the film that you pick uh and also we will send you a framed photo of the most most important racehorse to ever lived hyperion uh which is a joke we made in season two of the twilight zone and i'm not sure what episode i have to go back and look but we love hyperion and i have a frame photo of hyperion in my office that kevin gave me once so we want to give that to everybody else as well so search with the patreon i know we've not posted anything recently the patreon because we kind of took a break and ran off into the woods more's coming and uh join it it's a lot of fun yep and I want to thank everyone that signed up for the Patreon so far. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Hopefully you guys are enjoying. Let us know. As I mentioned on previous episodes, let us know what kind of content you want us to get up there. Um, we've been brainstorming, trying to come up with something um, until the next season of the Jordan Peele series comes back. So let us know what you guys want to hear on there. If you want us to do some sort of commentaries for Twilight Zone, um, if you want us to revisit short films or short stories or something, um, just let us know. Let us know what you'd be interested in hearing, and we will definitely consider it. Yeah. So next episode, um, I, I we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Do you do you you were said you were going to mention something? Was it the Henry Rollins night visions? Are we going to try to find that? Like, uh, yeah. Well, uh, um, we got a few things possibly for next weekend. So I don't, I don't, or next week, I don't want to announce it yet. Um, we're going to reach out to some people, see if we can get uh, something going. Um, but keep an eye on the Facebook page. We'll announce it there once we figure it out. Yeah. All right. So, but we will have an episode, uh, next week. Um, Oh, I just looked up a uh, night vision show. There's a lot of this available on YouTube under the, uh, provider Hitchcock presents. So, Look, at, Look that. at that. There we go. We might do that. Um, yeah. So might do that. We might do something else. Uh, we'll let you know. But anyway, in the meantime, um, have a great holiday. Have a great 4th of July. If you go swimming and you smell farts, I don't want to tell you, it could be a ghost. It also could just be someone farting in the pool. Uh, either way, you should just throw um, acid on them. That is not what you should do. But Yeah. Or yeah. just hope Charlie Dumpster is there to save you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. We'll see you guys next week. Have a, have a good holiday. Yep. See you guys.